Welcome to Tampa Bay Talks. My name is Michelle Capelli-Gordon and I am the fashion and beauty editor here at DuPont Registry, Tampa Bay Magazine. And today I am chatting with Gina Gavings. She is an amazing clinical esthetician here in the Tampa Bay area. And her passion and mastery for her field has brought her to the highest levels. And I thought it would be really great to bring her and talk to her about some of the things that she does that transform people's lives. Uh, everything from treating cystic acne to permanent makeup and even helping women who've had reconstructive surgery after breast cancer. So uh, welcome, Gina. Thank you, Michelle. I'm so honored that you asked me to be with you today and show some of my work. It's Aww. a pleasure. I appreciate it. You're amazing. So that is that you're, what you do is so important. That's why I thought it would be really great to bring you. Um, well, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get into the industry? Why do you love it so much? Okay, well, <laughs> um, I have been around this my whole life. Literally, my mother worked for the doctor that created Retin-A. And he had suffered from cystic acne his whole life. And he, it was his life goal to, to find something. And it is pure vitamin A. And that's what people started using back in the 60s, actually. And then those that stayed on it, because they didn't want their acne back, um, they didn't have a wrinkle on their face. So then they did more studies and found out that it grew collagen as well. So it's very, very important as far as our beauty regimen goes. Um, after mom worked for Dr. Fulton, and that's his name, uh, she went on to work for a very famous plastic surgeon in Miami. And he was on 60 Minutes, and he uh, created the cleft lip and palate um, reversal without the line. So people would fly in from all over the world uh, to study under him and to learn from him and to have the procedures done. So it's just something in my family that we have always talked about. And I literally became an esthetician at 19. Amazing. Amazing. Oh my gosh. And it seems like what you do and everything I've heard about, you know, your before and afters are just amazing. You've gone beyond just the, the skincare pampering facial. Yes. You know, when I first started, when I was really young, um, I what did the traditional esthetician uh, skincare work. And, you know, that was with the steam and the massage and waxing and makeup and things like that. But once the this uh, medical non-surgical form of skincare came out i just had to be involved in it you know i literally went from being uh, a trainer with estee lauder which was a fun fun company to a trainer with uh dr obaji and he was probably one of the first ones who created a very corrective line so um, once I went in that direction, it, there just was no turning back. Oh, I bet. I bet. Well, one of the things I would love for you to share a little bit about, and we're going to add some photos for people to see the before and afters, um, is the eyebrows. I mean, who would have thought eyebrows would be so important? I mean, when I was in high school, I was definitely a makeup junkie, and I don't even think I had an eyebrow pencil in my bag. But now <laughs> it's like I can't go outside without drawing all my eyebrows. So Tell us a little bit about what you do with permanent makeup. Okay, so I can say right now, 
brows are the most important uh, and the biggest thing I'm doing next to skincare. Um, if you ask a makeup artist, there was a super famous guy, Kevin Icahn, and he wrote a book and he said in it that the eyebrows were 70% of the face. And it actually is a frame for the face and it makes people's eyes just pop. It's, it's amazing when you're done with someone's eyebrows. Typically what's happened is a lot of people like myself, um, who was also a makeup junkie, by the way, um, over tweets, you know, I don't know what styles or who we were, what actress we were following, but we For me, it was tweets. Madonna. She did. I don't, I don't know <laughs> if it was Madonna. I, I used to think, I don't know. I thought it was Barbara Streisand for me because I'm older. I don't know. But all I can tell you is some of us did not get the hair to grow back. <laughs> and so I deal with people that have like literally a half a brow, like they'll have a front and not a back or vice versa, right. And what we try to avoid is doing something that we call the McDonald arches. And that was very, very old fashioned way back in the day, I don't even know what year, was to get them very archy. So today we want, like what you have, Michelle, it's just a nice gradual slant and it fits the eyes perfect and, and your face. And that's what I create now. When someone comes in, I've heard horror stories about a person goes to get their brows done and they just lay them down and just start doing it. And they get up and look in the mirror and are like screaming, you know. <laughs> when I do it, I have you come in and we numb you immediately. <clears throat> You're doing the paperwork. And I bring colors and literally put them across your forehead. So we pick those together. I know what I think would be the best for your skin color, hair color, but I want their input because it's their brow, not mine. And then when we go in, I take before pictures, if I remember. And then um, basically I draw. I have, I was a makeup artist too, so I can kind of do it on my own, but I have all kinds of fun toys now to make sure it's all even. And um, I show them the mirror and I don't start till they say, I love it. It's amazing. It really does change a face. It's like an architectural element that sort of- Unbelievable. The, the visual of the face. If you took somebody's, I've seen pictures on Facebook where they took some famous actresses and took their eyebrows off and <laughs> it, they almost look like Martians. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's amazing what it does and people have no idea. No idea. No idea. And it's all about balance too. Exactly. Oh yeah. You don't want them crooked. Now that's the other thing. Oh my gosh. I get one. Also I do correction work. And that's a big thing. A lot of the artists uh, out there will not touch it, but I want to help people. Um, they could have had it done, and one's down here, one's up there. They're raising their brow at you all the time. <laughs> so I have to bring this one up, bring this one down, or the color turn pink. And that usually is an indication of the pigment or uh, the wrong undertone in the skin. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you've done it for 20 years, um, and I do train every single year, I feel that if you don't train every year, you become a dinosaur in this field. So you just have to, because our trainers even change their techniques year to year. And I, I pick the top trainers and it's expensive, but it's worth it.
It would, well, that's why you're, you're who you are. <laughs> oh, thank you, Michelle. So, and then also men. So you're doing brows for men as well. Yes. So that is, um, that's fun. And I'll tell you why it's fun because a man's brow is not to be, it's not supposed to be looking manicured like Perfect. a woman. It's loose and, um, or they would look too feminine, you know? Exactly. And I've seen so, that. And it yeah. Really uh, oh, I, it's terrible. Over, so, over groomed brows on men. I still do the same thing, which is the drawing, the picking the color together. But now I can have a lot of fun because I can take uh, and simulate strokes that are going in different ways. I kind of follow the pattern of the guy's original brow. Um, I think I've sent you one. And um, I just went with what his brow was doing, where someone else, he lost a whole front piece. So I had to to create that mm -hmm. and then I put some strokes on the other side just so it looked you know normal but yes men are finally doing this and they want to but they just are I think they feel embarrassed or something I don't yeah. know yeah and there it's there's nothing to be embarrassed about yeah it's no when it heals it they could literally I always say that you could be standing in sunlight no one would ever know no that it was done even your pictures um there that you would never know and I know that you're showing it as an actor and I would never know. Well, and those are immediately after. So, and they look better later. Yeah. If I always try to get people to come about six weeks out and you know, they always forget, but yes, all the ones I think that you have are immediately after every, every bit of it, except for the skincare. Those are done usually within a month when they heal. So yes, because it really does look better. Mm -hmm. a few weeks later, you know, well, immediately there's feeling, after. There's feeling involved when, because you are breaking the skin, you are implanting a color. Uh, it's an open wound. So there's lots of rules. <laughs> That's why I do a consult first. I won't see anybody without a consult first because there's new blo no blood thinners for two weeks prior. Uh -huh. And here's the killer for you, Michelle, would be that. <laughs> no makeup? <laughs> no, no, no exercise for two Oh, weeks. okay. Because of the perspiration, there's salt in there and that will remove the color. Ah, but you can, but you can put a little bit of makeup around it and have wine? Yeah. <laughs> at, at, I said, can you just go home in the air conditioning and have a glass of wine? Is, can you just do that for me, please? I love it. <laughs> I love it. Well, so now here, let's, let's go another level to how you've transformed people's lives. Okay. And the fact that, you know, you've helped so many women who have survived breast cancer, had reconstructive surgery, yes. and they've lost the, the areola. So there's literally no color or any type of definition there. And you've actually recreated it. And the pictures are amazing. I mean, no one would ever know, obviously, to touch you would know there's no texture, but right. if you look, you would never know. Yes, I think that probably is one of the most fulfilling things that I, I do. I literally uh, was trained by a famous areola tattooist from England. And I had already been doing um, coloring, just two shades for the areola and the nipple. You know, just simple, I learned how to do that myself. But when I heard about this 3D for the person that did not keep the nipple, I thought, I've got to learn this. And it's really 
something because, you know, I always thought tattoo artists, they just put a imprinted like a flower and then they just colored it in. But it's not that at all. There's all kinds of shading and using different needles and dilutions of colors to, to create this 3D effect. And um, it takes time. It, it, I'm in there for several hours, but I want it to be beautiful and I want them to be thrilled. And usually they cry afterwards. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, when I see the pictures and I just think, you know, as a woman, like, you know, that's just, even though most people are never going to see it, right. You need to see that every day, you wear that in your head. So for that, for them to have that given back to them, must change, just totally change. It's, it's, a, it's a huge thing. It restores confidence and it makes them feel feminine again. And um, like I said, it's very fulfilling for me. So that is one of the other big things that I do. Oh, well, you're, that's such a blessing to so many people. And, and then finally, one of the big things that you do too is you help people, obviously, with their skincare, but even people that have a drastic or a severe case of cystic acne, which really makes so many people feel so self-conscious. I mean, the first thing you notice on someone is their face, you know, yes. smile. And, and if they've got a really severe problem on their skin, it affects their confidence and, and everything. There is no question about that. And that is a huge thing for me. I, I think maybe my specialty is getting rid of the melasma or brown spots. It's called hyperpigmentation. Right. Some older people call them liver spots. It's really got so many <laughs> names. But, um, and that's easy to do because we use prescription bleaches and there's a trick to do it. But when the kids come in and the biggest problem I have with the young ones is compliance. Um, doing the, the skincare twice a day. I have settled in on something very strong that, that I know works. And I start them off usually with a chemical peel. Now, that's another thing I only do with the consultation because I won't put a chemical peel on anyone unless I do a patch test the day before on their neck mm -hmm. or a week before to make sure there's no problem. Then I know that I have alleviated uh, bacteria off their face. They're going to peel. Some of the acne will come further up to the surface. Then it's a perfect environment for extractions. And actually, there's... Uh, the guy that created Retin-A, he talked about, you know, peeling the skin and getting prescription products in and you repeat it. And eventually you have completely changed someone's skin. So um, I have had to, you know, talk to some kids, pretty like tough love in that, um, you know, I, I say, I can help you and I can do this. I can fix this for you, but you have to do it. And I can't come home with you. And um, if your mom says you're doing it, it's going to be embarrassing to me if I know you're not, because I'm going to have to tell her. And I'll tell you, um, one of the girls you're going to show, she was getting ready to go into high school. And I just thought um, that would be tough. That yeah. would be tough. And so, and you're right, confidence was low. She, she really didn't look at me. And um, they had tried everything. They had been to so many germs, taken prescriptions, everything. And, um, but she did it. And uh, she has peaches and cream skin now. And mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's amazing. 
it's oh my a gosh. And you know, you think about her journey in high school and having that confidence and that that feeling of of self-confidence given back to her allowed her to do so many different things that'll change the course of her life. So, you know, you think about the things that you do in your industry and they're not frivolous. You know, it's not frivolous at all. No, I I know what it felt like for me to go into ninth grade in a in a new school and you you know that's intimidating enough but to also feel bad about your skin is a whole nother level of issues and you know after this her skin was fixed it would be so fun she'd be sending me pictures with her prom dress and um her makeup being done and it it's today she's so outgoing and it's I'm not saying that was it. She also grew up as a young woman, you know, but um, it is something I'm proud of, you know, because but I always say you did it. I didn't. So, well, you helped her take a handicap away, you know, something yes. that, she, that she would have had to deal more with. So, yeah, I love it. Well, everything you do is amazing. And I'm so glad that you were able to talk and, and share some of it with us today. And we're going to have all of these. Um, I'm going to have your link here and information about you and how to reach you in case it interests someone. And um, is there anything more you want to add? I love to share what I do. I'm passionate about it. I believe in it. And um, it's helping others, even in the cosmetic world. Absolutely. Absolutely. Excellent, Gina. Well, thank you so much for your time. And we'll have all the information on how to reach you uh, linked here. Oh, thank you, Michelle. And it's so good to see you. You're always so beautiful. Oh, you are too. Thank you. Take care. <laughs>